The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. 975-1280 the zone and the zone sports network. It's the big show. Gordon Monson back right here next to me. I'm Austin Horton. We're live today at the Dish Pros 8034 South State. Come on down, check out the jazz gear you got here. Get one per person as you come in and make sure you talk to Ryan and his people about switching to Dish today. Because not only will you get a hundred dollars back for signing up today. You'll be entered into a drawing for $1,000, and then there's this giant list of things that you get for free. We'll get more into that with Ryan later. But, Gordon Monson, I am, I, I don't remember, I'm, I'm usually geeked out and excited about uh, B's baseball season. I'm a baseball guy. I, yeah. It's my favorite sport to play and to, to follow. But I don't know that I've ever been this excited for a baseball season, and I'm sure our next guest Guest is uh, uh, even more excited than I am. The voice of the bees, Steve Klauke, joins us just a day and a half now from opening night, Steve. It's uh, definitely right around the corner, although it's kind of bittersweet that, you know, the uh, former PCL, now known as AAA West, is starting on Thursday, while the rest of minor league baseball, they're all having their opening nights tonight. That's right. I, I saw a tweet from the bees saying uh, good luck to the Angels family of farm teams that are starting today. So Yeah, and it's a, it's a new family of farm teams with the different uh, relocation of teams. Inland Empire, which had been their California High A League affiliate, is now their low A affiliate. Their new High A affiliate is uh, uh, Tri-Cities up in the, uh, the state of Washington. And then you've got Double uh, uh, A, the team that used to be Mobile, moved to uh, Madison, Alabama, just outside Huntsville, and because that's one of the headquarters for NASA, the uh, instead of using Huntsville or, or, or Madison, they're using uh, Rocket City, and the nickname of the team is the Trash Pandas. So it is the Rocket City <laughs> Trash Pandas, which will forever be referred to on my broadcast as just the Angels Double A team. <laughs> You're not going to play ball there, huh? <laughs> uh, I didn't with the New Orleans Baby Cakes, and I'm not doing it with another ridiculous thing. <laughs> What is a trash pen? Isn't that a raccoon? It's a raccoon, yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> so dumb. I, I kind of like it, actually. But <laughs> of I'm course. Kind of uh, Steve, uh, you know, uh, there's a razor's edge sometimes between uh, the Angels and the Bees. Uh, are there players that you think are major league quality uh, that are going to be playing for this team this year? Oh, I, I absolutely. You've got uh, uh, the number one prospect in the Angels organization, Joe Adele, who was with the team briefly here in 2019, spent all of last year, uh, as short as it was, uh, with the Angels. And, you know, struggled at the plate. He hit only 161, also struggled a little bit defensively. And Joe Madden early on in spring training said that Joe's a guy that needs some more seasoning, and so he's going to get a chance to do that to start the season in Salt Lake. 
You've got uh, actually a couple of guys that were supposed to be with us to start the year who have already gone up because of the uh, slew of injuries that the Angels have had, particularly with their pitching staff, with uh, uh, Patrick Sandoval and James Hoyt uh, having just gone up. Uh, and they've got a few others that I think uh, that have a chance to, to be big leaguers this year, including guys who have been with the Angels in the last couple of years and has also uh, played a number of games uh, with the uh, with the bees and that would be uh matt Thice as well as uh, taylor ward so uh, and get the one local kid brennan lund i don't know what his prospects are uh this year but i think he's got the talent to get up there uh at, at some point in time hey, you've got some staples too that bees fans will, will recognize louis uh louis Renifo, excuse me mm-hmm. coming back uh avilas jr making a, and john jay who a lot of people around here follow the Cubs. They know him from when he was with the Cubs. John Jay is a guy that the Angels have with the Bees, but I think if the Angels somehow miraculously make the postseason, he's going to find his way onto that roster well, at least then. You know, I, I thought he, he might get the opportunity when they when the uh, injury took place uh, to uh, uh, to uh, uh, Fowler, Dexter Fowler, who's out for the year with a knee injury, but uh, he struggled in spring training with the Angels. He hit the uh, uh, 061. He was two for 33, uh, and so he has spent, has spent all this time at the uh, alternate spring training site uh, that the Angels have had down at their facility in Tempe, and uh, need to, to work a few things out before uh, he, uh, I, I think, will eventually uh, get a shot. I mean, the guy has played almost 1,200 major league games with the Cardinals, Padres, Cubs, Royals, White Sox, and Diamondbacks. So uh, his, his his biggest problem uh, has been six career stints on the disabled list. Jeez, yeah, unlucky. Steve, uh, obviously fans here just love going out to that ballpark. What's it like to be there again? What's it uh, I mean, uh, people, uh, they love going to Bees games because they just love being at a ballpark, and that's as good as it gets around these parts. Yeah, when I came off furlough a couple of weeks ago, I didn't care that uh, it was overcast and rainy. It looked beautiful to me. And now today, uh, you know, uh, since my office is now in the booth, uh, it's a beautiful sun-drenched afternoon, wind blowing, blue skies. Can't wait till Thursday. And we're actually going to open the season with baseball weather. Temperature is supposed to be in the mid-80s on uh, Thursday. So it it sounds like it's going to be a, a great day to start the season. And although it will cool off over the next few days after that, it sounds like the weather's going to be good for the better part of the first homestand, which lasts two weeks. You know, you kept yourself pretty be busy with uh, Weber State basketball and Weber State football in the meantime, Steve. But what has the last year been like for you to be away from baseball? Because the, the whole season was shut down last year, and now we're finally back to that. What's it been like to miss baseball in your life? Well, it, it made me do a lot of yard work, and you know the yard looks as good as it as it ever has because uh, I had a lot of time to to work with it instead of putting on the COVID nineteen. I lost the COVID nineteen because I was able to walk nine to twelve miles a day, and you know being able to do stuff like that was able to keep my mind off the fact that I wasn't going to the ballpark on, on a daily basis. So uh, it was good to have the distraction, but it's even better to be back. Now, wait, let's just stop this for a second, all right? (laughs) Steve, you walked 9 to 12 miles a day? Yeah, yeah, usually about a a six-mile walk by myself in the morning and then maybe later in the day uh, 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 maybe a three- or four-mile walk with the puppy and then, you know, if I needed to, maybe another mile or two after that. But usually that was uh, about it, maybe twice a week to about three miles uh, at midday with my daughter uh, when she had a lunch break. So, yeah, it was uh, 
it, it, uh, you know, it helped me between all that walking and the fact that I wasn't traveling and eating three restaurant meals a day it helped me lose the 19 pretty quick. Wow. That's unbelievable. I, I got up to like two and a half miles. I was patting myself on the back. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't lose the uh, COVID-19. <laughs> I don't know that I've walked nine miles in my lifetime, uh, honestly. <laughs> didn't you used to get like a merit badge for that or something? Yeah, doing that, like, something once? like some sort of a hiking badge and all that. Well, you know, even you know, even in the later years when he wasn't all that well, you know, Coach Sloan would, would walk uh, five to seven miles a, a day as well. So I thought, you know, he – he kept himself in pretty good shape, and I'm definitely not a runner. I thought, you know, that would be a good way to try to try to get back in shape as best I could, and uh, it it worked pretty well. Now, so wait, now, okay, so just so I can get this straight, <laughs> the walk was it more like a saunter? Was it like a lollygag? Are you a lollygagger? Were you doing not, grapevines I, through the neighborhood? <laughs> as you know, Gordon, being from a big city in the east or Midwest, I, I, I always, I've always walked with a quick pace. Usually my wife and daughter complain I walk too fast. So I usually average, depending on the day, anywhere from maybe 16 minutes a mile to 18 minutes a mile. Wow, that's impressive, my friend. Steve Clowkey, Steve Clowkey, <laughs> voice of the bees. Uh, opening day is Thursday night at Smith's Ballpark, and something different about this season, Steve, is extended series. At least it's different for me. It looks like you're you're playing a team uh, for almost like eight games in a row this year. Yeah, the, the way they restructured the schedule, they lengthened the end of the season by three weeks, so they could build in. Uh, a day off every week. And so every Wednesday this season, the team will be off and we'll start a series on Thursday and end it the following Tuesday. So all series are structured to be six game series. And I think the happiest people along those lines would be the scouts because that allows them to see every pitcher on each team staff when they're here to, to scout the various teams. So it's, it's definitely going to be different. It's not the four days and out that we've had the, in the past, but I think it, it works out for everybody. It cuts down on the amount of travel. The, the problem is it's a very much an unbalanced schedule, partially due to the fact that April was wiped out. For example, we don't play El Paso at all this year. We don't play the new team in Sugarland at all this year. There's a couple of teams we only play one series. On the other hand, Tacoma comes here for six next week, and then that's it. And then we go there for 18 games during the course of the year, three six-game series. So it's uh, – it's definitely uh, uh, unbalanced, to, to say the least. So it's uh, it's definitely going to be different. And, uh, you know, you, you, when you play that many games at a time, uh, sometimes uh, uh, nerves get frayed and tempers get short. <laughs> yeah. So what do, you, what do you make of it? Do you think it's a worth uh, worthwhile uh, trial, or do you think this is, uh, this is going to be short-lived? I, I think this is uh, – it, it really, I think Gordon is here to stay. I, again, it cuts down on the amount of travel, which is one of the things – Major League Baseball wanted to do when they took over uh, the operation of all of minor league baseball. They, they saw, especially in the PCL, the, the only league that was in three different time zones and a lot of crisscrossing with uh, you know flying commercial as opposed to charter. There were some early mornings, a lot of 6 a.m. flights after getting back to the hotel at 1130 at night following a night game. By doing this, it puts an end to it. For example, having every Wednesday off that last game of a series on a Tuesday night if you have to fly to the next city or back home from where you are uh, the the new rule basically is you don't take those 6 a.m. flights anymore you take a, a 10 a.m. or an 11 a.m. flight same thing going uh, from home to 
a, a city on the road uh, instead of taking an early morning flight. We're now taking the last flight out on the day off, so it allows guys to, to get more rest than they used to. It's certainly better than what it was a few years ago. It used to be for the bulk of the uh, tenure of this franchise, you'd go from the all-star break to the end of the season on Labor Day with only one off day on the schedule. Wow. So, Steve, I've got one follow-up question, and I ask you this because Austin is here in particular. Oh, but, boy. But I thought when the season started, maybe this was, the Angels would be okay this you year. You fool. <laughs> uh, and they're 4-6 they're and six over their last 10, 13-14 uh, and 14 overall. <laughs> what do you think the prospects are for that team uh, as uh, the season moves on? It would be nice to see what they could do if they could stay healthy. But, again, losing their everyday right fielder who's, who's got a great resume and Dexter Fowler, uh, he's out for the year. Uh, last night, uh, Anthony Rendon, who had finally gotten healthy and was swinging a hot bat, he fouled the ball off his left knee, and he's going to be out for uh, two, three, four weeks or something like that. Uh, they, uh, you know, Shohei Otani had to be scratched from his start yesterday, although he still was able to DH. So uh, I think part of it's healthy, and I think part of it is, uh, you know, it's up to the starting pitching rotation. I think it's better than what it's been the last few years, but it needs to be more consistent. And then tell us uh, why Bryce Harper is the most overrated player in, in MLB, MLB history, just while we're torturing each other. Well, since just Gordon because, loves that guy. But he, he plays, for, great, he plays he, for such a great organization. Not Steve. that. He, he, no. he's, he's a great five-tool <laughs> player, but the difference between he and Trout is that he doesn't have that six-tool between his ears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nice. I mean, when I, I'm with you. When I think Bryce Harper, I do think tool. That's what comes to mind for me. Uh, let's put it this way. Trout would never fire a helmet off the back of the uh, dugout wall and have it bounce back and break his nose. <laughs> that would be the difference there. Hey, before we let you go, your thoughts on the Jazz. You, you, you don't just cover uh, the bees. You don't just do the voice for the bees. But you are as tapped into the Utah Jazz basketball scene as anybody. This, uh, this chase for the one seed, are you getting all wrapped in, up in that? Or do you think they're going to be all right no matter where they land? I think the way the West is this year, I I don't think it matters a whole lot. Obviously, you'd like to be at home for as long as you can during the course of the postseason. But uh, as as a lot of people have said, they they need to be healthy for the playoffs. Uh, They don't want to, you know, strive for that number one seed at the expense of uh, not letting a few guys heal and be fresh and ready to go in the postseason. So, you know, I'll obviously like what Quinn Snyder is doing and, and the way he's handled it. And, you know, some of the young guys, Forrest, for example, has come up big. Oni has been – he was all over the floor last night defensively making hustle plays. And so it's been fun to watch from that standpoint. And, you know, if, if, if Phoenix catches them and passes them, so be it. But I think uh, the Jazz aren't going to, you know, go down easy from that standpoint and, and, and uh, you know, fight as hard as they can within reason for that uh, that number one seed. I think it's going to be a, a fun race to the finish. And then obviously, because of the new play-in tournament, uh, the teams are going to get a, a week off to recover and get ready for that next round. Steve, it's been our pleasure to have you today. We'll do it again soon. Excited for Thursday night season opener at Smith's Ballpark. We'll get you on the call on 1280. Is it a 6.30 start? What are we thinking on Thursday yeah, night? Yeah, 6.35 first pitch. So we'll be on the air at uh, 6.30, and I can't wait for the first pitch. And I can finally erase from my head the illegal touchdown that Southern Illinois scored to uh, help eliminate Weber State last week. I wasn't going to bring it up. Uh, <laughs> All right, it's... so since I wasn't here, uh-huh. Steve, describe what happened. Uh, 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 they, the Wildcats uh, uh, had, had a uh, four-point lead. They had stopped uh, Southern Illinois at the three-yard line, so they were lining up for a field goal. 
but a receiver who had only caught one pass the whole year just kind of saunters off the sideline and lines up inbounds near the sideline. Uh, and so, you know, they eventually they run a fake field goal and throw him a pass. But Rule 922B says he has to, uh, if he's coming from the sideline, he has to report inside the numbers so the defense know that, knows that this guy's in the game. You just can't hide along the sideline and then stand there. And that should have been, as soon as they lined up from scrimmage before the snap, there should have been a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty called. Who doesn't know Rule Nine Two Two B, Gordon Monson? Uh, probably the line judge in the, uh, in the from the Northeast Conference that worked the game. Now, <laughs> granted, the Wildcats made some big mistakes on their own that didn't help matters, but uh, sure would have been interesting if that flag had been thrown. Well, let's race it, erase it from our memories with a good night <laughs> out of the ballpark Thursday. All right, sounds good, guys. Thanks. That's Steve Klauke, voice of the Bees, right here on ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the Zone. I'm not sure if uh, this person that just walked in here is here to be a friend or foe. When I see PK just unannounced show up, I wonder if he's been sent to kill me or something. So we'll get into that later uh, with his uh, heritage and where he comes from. But joining us now, Ryan from the Dish Professionals. Uh, We're here at 8034 South State. We're shopping local. We're getting the guaranteed lowest price. We're getting the free next day install. But you're talking cash back if you call and sign up today. We are talking cash. Uh money it's a uh this is a good opportunity you know it's it's just, it's just a huge offer when you put uh, everything all together we're uh, we're giving away the house right that sounds like it <laughs> i mean look i'm a customer i uh, you guys have done great by me so uh come on and enjoy the fun and i've seen Gordon's I, house. I he must wait, be saving a lot of money wait, i didn't yeah, get, i didn't get a hundred <laughs> bucks i didn't get a thousand bucks and he could use it <laughs> oh, that's right. Huh? Yeah, gotta, yeah. <laughs> like I said, Gordon's going to match it dollar for dollar today. Yes. So 801-424-DISH, he won't really. But call, get signed up, $1,000 for the grand prize drawing, $100 cash back, and then tell us about this free Google Nest security camera. This is really cool. The Dish has uh, uh, added a lot of new stuff to the hopper over the past you know number of years, and it's continued to innovate. and. One of the things is our relationship with Google. Last year we did the doorbell camera. Um, we do the Nest thermostats, uh, which I switched, and I was super hesitant to switch because I had a different smart home thermostat, and I did the Nest thermostat. I can't believe it. this is true story. I'm not the paid paid person for it because I don't really do the, the, the Nest thermostats that often. But my uh, electric bill and my gas bill both went down after i got it it's pretty amazing because i just put it on the learn mode and it it can tell when people are in the house and it knew and it also if you turn it up or turn it down it could tell what you liked but uh all this is integrated the voice remote is a google assistant so you can actually tell the thermostat to do different things with the with the remote so it's yeah it's all smart you don't have to leave your couch ever again no you You do everything right there 801-424-DISH, 424-DISH to get the local help and sign up. Get $100 cash back for signing up today and enter into that grand prize drawing for $1,000. We'll do it again soon, Ryan. All right, thank you. He's Ryan. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update presented by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Ring the 30-point bell. 
Jazz got the 110-99 victory over the San Antonio Spurs last night at Vivint Arena. They did so mostly with a big-time defensive night, and that's what turned on the offense, according to Rudy Gobert. And he started, obviously, with the defense, but running, moving the ball, and, uh, and, uh, and finding the best shots, you know, almost every time. And when we play that way, it's... Uh, you know, it's really hard for the other team to guard us because we have so many, so many weapons, and uh, and also we're able to, you know, get good shots and and set our defense. Coming up next, a uh, game against the Spurs again tomorrow, or excuse me, yeah, tomorrow tomorrow night against San Antonio right here on the Zone. Each and every Jazz at Thirty update is brought to you by Syringa Networks. You can check them out at syringanetworks.org.net. Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio afternoon show. I grind every day just so I can live a better life. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Welcome back to the Big Show, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone, live at the Dish Pros, 80.34 South State. Come on down and get some jazz gear and uh, talk to the Dish Pros about saving yourself some money, maybe even making yourself some money uh, when you sign up today at 80.34 South State or call them 801-424-DISH. Joining us now, live in the Dish Pros studio, Gordon Monson, is... The one and the only Patrick Kinahan, who has more or less been the de facto co-host of the big show these last few days. Hi, PK. Hello, friends. How are you? <laughs> the the azaleas are in bloom. Yes. You know, I'm more Bogan. <laughs> I'm more Bogenvia. Oh, what? Bogenvia. Bogenvia? Yeah, he's been shooting the ball a lot better lately. <laughs> Yes, since Donovan's been yeah. out, he's really stepped it up, that right. Bogan Villa. Right. I figured that was German for boy on His offense is blooming. Yeah. Speaking of Bogdanovich. Sounds like a rich guy flower if I ever heard one. <laughs> it's more Bush. Oh, it's kind of a lot like, of lines there. I'll let them go. Yeah, we're going to move right along. Hi, PK. Let's start over here. You know, those uh, Bogan Villas are really expensive. That's the, I think the FCC is going to outlaw is that. that caviar? Or what is that? <laughs> I just, I, no, I just like the overall look of it. I bet you do. Oh, hey, PK, you and I were talking yesterday about uh, the – I asked you for the number one thing standing between the Jazz – and winning the Western Conference and then going on, obviously, to the NBA Finals. And you said a team-wide shooting slump. Yeah, I meant to say the referees. Okay. <laughs> well, you, so then we agree on something. It's... No, well, I, I only came down here to get my jazz gear at the Dish Pros, <laughs> 80th South and State Street. So, I mean, I got my eyes on some of this stuff. A lot of cool. Is all this stuff available? It's yeah. available, yes. Yeah, get yes. your butts down here, man. And there's a lot of cool stuff. I told Gordon he'd look good in those flannel pajama pants. Oh, over there. Oh, jazz the pajamas. Jazz How about that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I Pretty think cool. ben, Benny Adams has really been struggling. 
Vinny Adams is a referee? Yeah, yeah. He's only <laughs> he looks like a guy that's only ref twenty one games in the last three seasons. Oh. Yeah. So uh but we had Chris Mannix on later in the show, and I thought I'd play that bite for you and let you and Gordon react to it because Chris Mannix went somewhere I didn't even think of a national voice. Here's what he said. Focusing on just the jazz. Given, let's say that we've given them perfect health to start the playoffs. What is the one thing standing between Utah and a Western Conference Finals uh, appearance in the NBA Finals, I should say? You know, we can go back down the rabbit hole of can Donovan Mitchell succeed in a big role? Um, who is going to be that secondary scorer? Uh, those are all key variables. To me, like, I'm watching what Clarkson's doing, and – you know, he's opened up the six-man-of-the-year race by not playing that well. Like, I mean, he, he if it's Jordan Clarkson we saw in the first half of the season where he looked like a runaway winner for six-man, uh, that's going to be important because, you know, when the Jazz go to the bench, he is the bench. I mean, I know Joe Ingles is, is having a great season, uh, but when it comes to, like, individual scoring, like, Clarkson's the guy that creates shots, and they need him to be uh, efficient. They need him to be a, a, a potent scorer. And right now, I, I don't know – I mean, I'm just, I'm just sort of speculating at this point, but like he, he looks kind of, like, he looks like a step slow, sluggish. Something's going on with him out there that he's not been the same player that I watched in December, January, and February. And they need that guy in the playoffs. If that guy shows up, I think the Jazz have a great chance of getting to the finals with all the other things included. Uh, but if Clarkson is kind of this version of himself, and and, and you're not getting the A level guy that we saw in the first half of the season, uh, that that's going to be something they're going to have to. That, that that's going to be a hole they're going to have to fill and. And internally, I don't know if they have the horses to do it. You know, that's interesting to hear uh, Chris say that. It reminds me, and PK will remember this, when uh, Carl Malone said the key to the Jazz uh, winning a title was Brian Russell. <laughs> that? I don't. And I, and I thought, okay. That's, that's passing that's, the buck. That's putting a lot of pressure on one guy. But uh, obviously – all these elements that we're talking about are important. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, who can deny the role he played early on to the season and the, the, the deficit that was there when he was not shooting efficiently? I don't know that he's going to really ever shoot con- efficiently, consistently, because he takes so many shots. And the shots are the degree of difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Quinn Snyder obviously has given him free reign. Why wouldn't he say, you know, sign a lifetime contract if I'm Jordan Clarkson? I mean, I don't know anybody <laughs> – who has that sort of free reign, and obviously when he's playing efficiently, which which for him makes basket, it means making baskets, they're much better. But I, I don't think he's the most important guy. I, I mean, I, I can argue that Joe Ingles is the most important guy off the bench uh, because uh, you know he's a much better shooter statistically. Uh, it's good to have two weapons, and Niang has done. He he won't get it because he doesn't play enough minutes. But in terms of most improved. I mean, Julius Randle is probably going to win that thing sure. going away. But Niang, in his role, is a lot better. He's taken a major step forward this year, right? I think we'd all agree with that. And, of course, Favors needs to do what he does. And we'll see if they go deeper than that. But certainly Clarkson scoring uh, 20 points without taking 64 shots in a game <laughs> is going to help this team a lot. Uh, but you can look at it and say, well, he hasn't been consistent. Maybe he can find it in the postseason. That would be great. Let's talk about George Niang for a second because I don't know how you guys felt, but uh, probably this time last year I was still feeling about George Niang that it was really hit or miss. 
You never knew if you could count on him to be doing what he was supposed to be doing on either end of the floor, if he was going to make a shot or not. Now it seems like when he gets the ball, he knows that it's going to go in. And on the defensive end, he seems to be really, really better. Well, he's the best Iowa State player on his team. (laughs) Okay. Uh, No offense to Matt Thomas. Yeah. uh, Matt Thomas is a one-way player, and George Ning has turned out to be a two-way player. Well, we'll see whether – Gordon's you know, a three-way player. Whenever we talk about these We've been things, down that road this segment. Wh- whenever we talk about these things, it makes me wonder, okay, will it hold up in the playoffs? Sure. And uh, George Niang, uh, we'll see if, if uh, that kind of performance holds up and the pressure is the greatest. Uh, PK, you and I have had a lot of conversations through the years, and sometimes you talk me into believing what you're saying. And sometimes, even though I don't even believe I, it, I stay. <laughs> I stay. You don't do that with, with, with what I'm thinking. You should see some of the discussions PK and I have had on the golf course, on the and, beach, and, and over on the beach over, over dinner at the latest uh, Kenny Chesney concert. Yeah. Here we go. All right. So everybody deserves vacation. So the, <laughs> I so, agree. <laughs> lots of it. I agree so, even more. <laughs> Because, you know, when you're out there swinging the pick of the salt mine, man, you need, you need some time off down here. Of course. Again. Just refresh. I've noticed just in the after I got off of my men's league over there at River Oaks, just driving over, uh, I, I understand. Uh, believe me, I, I didn't know you were on vacation, but I heard from 75 people that you were. That's another story <laughs> oh, if you want to call me later. Uh, <laughs> but I've noticed you sound much better today. And so it's proving your point. Much better than like what? Right before I went on my vacation? I don't yeah. deserve vacation. Yeah, you, you, I'm, I'm, I'm amplifying your point. When you come back, you come back stronger and fresher. Are you saying I didn't sound good before? I'm playing, paying you a compliment that you <laughs> upped your game like we want Jordan Clarkson to do in the postseason. Really like we want everybody on this team, although I don't know that Gobert can do it because he's just an animal every night, and I really love watching him play. But he needs to okay, shoot so, better from three, though. So, okay, so, so my whole point Go ahead. in bringing this up <laughs> yeah. was that uh, – and, and Austin said – that you had talked about the thing that could get in the way of the Jazz is if they go into a shooting slump, and uh, I and I kind of agreed a little bit with Austin on this uh, that the offense is keyed by the defense playing well. Yeah, but I can be. I understand what you're saying, so I want you to talk me into saying it your way or believing it your way, because when the Jazz don't shoot well, they look bad. Well, you know what I think, and this is not really what I created on my own. It's what's covering what covering hoop at the college and pro level for a long time. What guys who do this for a living? People ask me all the time. I just got asked three times today. What do you think of Zach Wilson? What's he going to do? And I said, Well, it's not really what I think. And really, I mean, I have access to people who really know what they're talking about. And I will tell you what they have told me on the record and off the record if you want. And this is the same type of principle when they're not shooting well, how they can look bad, because I firmly believe, and this is what has been drilled into me, that guys get energy on defense through success on offense. And if you don't have success on offense, you have a tendency to hang your head. Whereas if you have success on offense, the adrenaline is just running through you, man. You're coming down that floor. You're thinking, hey, we're going to get a stop. I'm going to come down or we're going to come down and hit another shot. And it's like hitting in baseball. 
shooting, I really believe, is contagious. I, I can't really necessarily explain it. I can explain it in baseball because the pitcher sucks. And so I got a bunch of guys who've been able to hit this guy. In basketball, it's a little different, but I firmly believe the principle is the same, that shooting is contagious, and you see a bunch of guys will get hot because they'll get loose and all that. And then they get so much energy, they go down the other end, and they feel like they're bigger and better and stronger than they really are. So I, that's why I think shooting is very, very important because it translates, and it shouldn't, but I don't think that's reality. I don't think that's the way human beings are wired. When you have success, you feel good about yourself and you want to give more. Like Austin, when he goes in the weight room, benches 90 pounds, look out, man. He's just, he's on fire at that point, you know? Throw, throw down, put another 10 on each side. Well, let's hold on. <laughs> 90 is 30 above my PR, so I don't know. Let's be not crazy. So that's here. what I think. I, I agree with what you're saying, that this team can look pretty average, but it could also look awesome. So the argument to that would be, and I think this is where Austin's coming from, at least a, a little bit, where it's, that's where I'm coming from. When they when the Jazz play that tough defense and they get out in transition, they sure. get easy yeah. baskets, yeah. Yeah. and and then you know nobody is going to shoot fifty five percent all the time. So if the Jazz have to do that to win in the playoffs, they're cooked. Fifty five percent? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think they have to. shoot What do they 55%? have to shoot to win? Well, it. it What's the percentages? Are we going on twos? Are we going on threes? Because there's a big difference. Because obviously, Let's go with on both. threes, you well, on threes, you don't need to shoot the same percentage because right. you get an extra point every time the ball goes in the hoop. Right. So if they can find above 35 on the threes collectively, mm-hmm. not individually, because some guys are going to have to shoot more and some guys will shoot less, obviously. So if they're if they get near 40 with the amount of threes that they take. And the amount of shooters that they have, they've constructed this team with this in mind. You know, they didn't really necessarily tell us this is what's going to be uh, as the season unfolded. But you watch it, and it's clear. All right, we've got the dude in the middle, and then we're going to fill out. And that's as a guy like Niang, his value is increased because you leave him open, he should be able to make threes. I mean, that's why he's in the league, right? And you have Mitchell is just ever-improving. And Conley's solid. Joe has upped his game on that. Joe, I talked to Joe about this. Joe, what is going on here? How do you do this at 33? Because he talked about the, one of the things, and I've had this conversation with him for years, that he felt like he couldn't break through in the NBA because he was pretty good at everything but not great at anything. And so he felt like that was, that was getting him invites and getting him attention and allowing him to make a living. But uh, he wasn't making a mark. And so he's talked about the fact that the practice facility is open all the time and they've got personal coaches and you can go. And we've seen him. You can one, – one thing for our listeners, that when he first came in, he would take the ball down, shoot it. Now if he catches it above the neck and it's up here and I'm doing the shooting motion with his left hand, he has the ability and the confidence to catch and shoot rather than reset and shoot again. So that's what he's doing. And it really has paid off. So I'm expecting that this continues. If it doesn't, they're cooked. But I can make that argument about this guy, that guy, with just about every team. Well, okay, so let me, let me counter that. If the Jazz shoot 40%, which, uh, what are they averaging, about 38? They right? shoot 40% in the playoffs? Yeah, because the, the – Playoffs? Stop st- playing in the parade. St- 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 
<laughs> statistics show that uh, the three-point shot really doesn't dip that much in the playoffs uh, any more than the two. Well, as long as they're does. quality shots. But if it, I, but we've also seen the Jazz shoot forty percent from three and still lose. So I, yeah, but I think I mean everything gets tighter. Possessions matter. Defensive intensity matters. I mean, you can't have defensive intensity in the regular season like you have in the postseason. On a, on a normal season that starts in October, you'd be dead by All-Star break. Hmm. So, you know, you have to pace yourself. And plus, you're traveling. And I've, I've been on that schedule a little bit. Literally, you go into the hotel and you walk into the elevator and you're not sure what room. You can't remember what floor, what's the room number what's because city? you've been traveling so much. <laughs> You know, we've been there. Well, that doesn't happen in the playoffs. Everything is, you're, you're rested, you have the intensity that you need, and so forth. So I'm expecting the defensive effort to increase in the postseason. I think that was part of the problem with the statues, is that those guys, 82 games every freaking year, right? And, and Mark Eaton and Thurl and those guys, they're all playing 82 games every year. And it was they didn't really necessarily have another gear. This team's going to have to have another gear and kick it in in the postseason. Okay, so if that's the case, then why the hell are we playing all these regular season games? Make money, make cash. I mean, don't so guys like Austin can make money. Yeah, but yeah. what is that? You don't want me to make money? Jeez. <laughs> I didn't I mean, know the, we the were going to turn this so personal. Well, the, reg- the regular <laughs> season is basically a cash grab, is it not? And you, you set up the standings. I mean, normally the team that finishes seventh is not going to have a shot. This is the NBA. This is not the NFL or Major League Baseball where you get a wild card and you can take it all the way to the top. Yeah, but since I've been back, all I'm hearing about is that nobody cares if the Jazz win the West. In fact, they don't care if they finish second. Well, but, they but, they're, but there's, is, not, there's is hardly any guys and getting them ready. Well, because they're hurt now. Uh, they got how, two guys are hurt. Are they? Uh, you don't uh, think Conley and Mitchell? Uh, I, or the, uh, or uh, as uh, Austin called them, what did you call them? Uh, Donley. Donley. He called them yesterday, Donley. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be one heck of a player, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, so health matters now. I understand got, that. Uh, but would they be playing right now if the playoffs were going? I, I think they would, yeah. Yeah, I think they would. Oh, okay, I don't know. That's not a leading question. I really don't know the uh, answer. Oh, and I'm not in those conversations Well, you either. got a hammy, and that is that is so delicate. Yeah. A hammy is delicate. And then we just look at, look at LeBron. He was out for a good long while. He comes back, plays two games, and now he's going to miss three. Yeah. All I know is the Jazz aren't going anywhere without a healthy Donovan Mitchell, and that's not exactly breaking news here. No. No, I, I get it. I understand both sides of it. But I just – I wonder, you know, because I remember having that conversation probably with you, PK, back when Jerry was driving that team forward and they were having so much success in the regular season. And then they – for whatever reason, they couldn't finish the deal. And Michael Jordan might have had a little something to do with that, but there were other years when they lost to the – remember they lost to the Sonics, yeah, you know? Oh, I remember there's painful playoff losses too. They were up two on Dallas and lost a five-game series. They lost three in a row in the first round. Yeah, so – that. They recite that, and we all know it. That's why I think this this team has to have another gear. I do think that they'll they've earned the right to be in this position to rest these guys because they won 21 out of 22, and they've had multiple double digit win streaks that has given them a cushion. And you're looking at Phoenix. Well, the fact is, that all these teams think they can beat Phoenix, right? Because they got nobody who's had any postseason experience except Chris Paul and Jay Crowder. 
Crowder's a role player who's currently out. And Chris Paul seems like he ends up getting hurt every postseason for whatever yeah. reason. It's very unfortunate. I mean, the guy's a great player. would love to see him be healthy, but he finds himself getting injured. So, I, and, and also, too, they can't really come out and say this. Hey, let's get uh, – if we get the two seed and the Lakers are – four or five, well, we don't have to face them in a second round. I don't know if the Lakers are going to be able to do it or not, but they're out there, and LeBron's one of these guys that I have a hard time counting out until I see him get four losses because I've seen him do it so many years. Yeah, that's the only team that I think the regular season doesn't really matter at all. I think the Clippers have proven it. I don't think they're they're not running a Kawhi Leonard out there. And if the Nets are healthy, it may not matter. I mean, matter, Kawhi yeah. Leonard's taking more time off than you do, Gordon. Stop that. <laughs> that yeah, was stop that. No one takes more time off. <laughs> one vacation Not in this the last year. year. Not this year. Come on. The guy's a workhorse. <laughs> I must start calling him Lou Gehrig. <laughs> well, the, the bottom line is uh, offense and defense obviously matters. All the, it's, Coaching matters? It, it's been, I think, 18 years since the NBA champ wasn't in the top ten in both offensive and defensive rating. Let me ask sure. you this. Yeah, Which yeah, yeah. team in the West do you think would give the Jazz – the most problems is in Phoenix. I mean, they haven't been able to well, beat them. Well, they're 3-0 against the Jazz. Remember that one year when the Jazz, they lost the Lakers three, four straight games in the regular season and then beat them in the playoffs. Did they? And I'm not sure whether, you know, I don't know. It, it doesn't look overly encouraging what we've what? seen the Jazz against the Suns. Well, okay, but the way I look at it is three things. I boiled this down for DJ. He probably didn't listen, but I know you guys will is that if the Jazz are healthy and playing well, I believe they have as good a chance as anybody. If the Jazz are injured, they're screwed, as are a lot of teams. If the Jazz are healthy and not playing well, I believe it's going to be very difficult. Those are the three components. If the Jazz are healthy and play well, I like their chances. Doesn't mean they're going to win it all. Doesn't mean they're going to get to the Western Conference Final. But I like their chances, and that's all you could ask for. They would be in the mix. Now it's up to the guys to go get the job done. And I believe they have the ability to go get the job done to get to the conference finals. And anyway, but can't you say that same thing against the Suns uh, about the Suns, the Lakers? Yeah, but we're the talking Clippers. to Jazz fans here. We ain't talking to Suns fans or Lakers fans or or whatever. You're talking fans. to a Lakers well, fan. No, no, not, not a <laughs> Laker homer. <laughs> What's wrong with your shoulder? Why you keep grabbing it? <laughs> so wait a minute. I'm just I'm making me nervous. Four oh five's a mother. <laughs> oh yeah, we do gotta go. I'm, I'm just saying. Wait a mother. second. What if everyone's playing well and healthy? Mother was a compound word. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's PK. We've gotten in enough close trouble this segment with PK. Stop. Are you sticking by. around? Oh, I don't want to uh, just uh, ruin your debut. <laughs> <laughs> he's PK. He's Gordon. I'm just some guy uh, hoping to keep this thing on the air. The ref. We'll be You're back. Benny Jones, whoever you <laughs> Benny said. Benny Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Jones. No, he's, he's Mindy Rudolph. <laughs> wow, you're going way back. <laughs> well, I have no idea who the hell that is. Gordon uh, is Wilma Rudolph. <laughs> uh, we'll, uh, we'll get more old man radio on the other side with a market update here That's on the show. my mom's name, Will. You can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Here we come. Walk down the street. We get the funniest looks from... 
The Monkees, fictional band. Uh, get your fictional band requests in on Twitter. It's time for a trydaytrading.com market update. Now anyone can be a day trader. Try Visit trydaytrading.com. Gordon, how did the markets do today? Mixed today. Uh, the S&P was off 28 points. The NASDAQ was off 261 plus points. Is that bad? That's not good. Okay. The Dow, however, was up uh, 19, almost 20 points. Woohoo! Let's call it 20. Let's round up there. Okay. Let's be positive. All right. Since the NASDAQ pretty much ruined everyone's life today at 262. Let's talk to a man who uh, is all about the stock market, probably heavily invested. Uh, Ryan from the Dish Pros is here, 8034 South State, down here in Midville. Ryan, is that true? Do you play the ponies of the stock market on a daily basis? I am. I've been known to do that, yes. Are you a doger or whatever? Are you into that? Is it doge, doge? What are we? What is it called? Um, The doge coin or something. Yeah. No, I don't have it. I do own Bitcoin and do own Do you? Yeah. See, so. what Ryan does, though, is that it's not it's not playing the ponies. It's not gambling. He is... He's investing in building businesses. Yeah. Th that's what you tell your, your bookie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you honestly, we haven't talked about that aspect a lot today. The best way for you, the, the simplest and most economical way to really upgrade your business experience right now, especially for your customers, would be to sign up for Dish, yeah. with, uh, Dish Network. And it's, you know, the business side, uh, you know, I get poked all the time to talk about it on the radio, but it is – Literally, if you have another paid TV provider, take your bill, divide that number by two, and that's how much it is with Dish. Um, Public-private with Dish is literally half of what um, the other providers are offering it, and uh, you get a, a great service. So it's a and it's a great thing for your customers. You know, come in, you have the TV on, great for uh, morale for the office too, so they have access to programs and content, but. That we do both uh, all sorts of commercial um, properties and residential, so it's a uh, it's not just the residents that get the deal. And you know, if you do, if you do a commercial deal, I'd do the you know hundred dollars cash back uh, for sure. You get the same the same offer on that end and be entered to win thousand bucks. I got a question for you, Ryan, and it's probably not the direction you were going to go, but I've heard you mention it before during your ads. But here, here you used to do other providers right not just yeah. dish you chose to move in this direction why why'd you do that um yeah the very good question so you know in 2002 we started with dish and then we added direct tv and um uh this the purchase of direct tv by at&t um really changed a lot of uh, the things on our end and um it 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 wasn't a better product and it hasn't been a better product and you know at&t um, they're, you know, it's been very apparent. They put in the news and everything. They bought it to help their stock, and they didn't really do anything else with it. And so the equipment, the Genie came out in 2009, and we were super excited about great receiver, 2009, 2010. That is the same receiver that they market and sell today. So everybody who has one of those, it's basically a 2009 receiver. Um, Comparative to what Dish has with the hopper, it's like night and day, like completely different receiver, way faster, twice the DVR space, six, uh, three times the tuners. Um, you got the voice remote where, you know, all the people direct TV, you had it, you had to use the manual search and there's just 
exponentially so many more things that Dish does than um, what is offered now. And so that kind of really made our decision, to, you know, to to go after one one company. And uh, it's been a good decision. Super happy with with what we've done. Especially with uh, a lot of our listeners who are, who are your customers, uh, you get the access to the Pac-12, Pac-12. network with yeah. Dish. And that was the big thing too. That was a, a a deal breaker for a lot of people. You know, you don't have the Pac-12 network. Well, we want to get set up with a with a provider that has that. And you know, Dish has held strong to that. And uh, they've continued to innovate and add more features. There's 20 things now. I have a list of 20 things that Dish does now that no other provider offers, from auto hopping to the voice remote to the remote locator to the uh, Netflix, YouTube, Amazon Video Prime built, built in. There's a, so many people every game night on Twitter that moan and cry that we, uh, on the Zone app, we don't stream the jazz games because the NBA won't let us. Yeah. And all of these people have cut the cord, cord. and now the <laughs> jazz are lighting the world on fire and they're not seeing the games. They have to tune into the old-style radio because the NBA blocks off the stream. Uh-huh. What's an easy solution? Call you guys, 801-424-DISH. Get $100 cash back, yep. be entered to win $1,000, uh, that grand prize, get the free Google Nest IQ, and see every single game you want to see. Yep. You call right now, and you can get set up with um, the AT200+, plus or the AT120+, plus, which includes the regional sports networks. That's all the jazz games. It includes all the main channels, ESPN, Discovery, History, all those main channels. The ones you care about the most, yeah. Yep. It's going to include the Pac-12 network, so you're covered there. Um if you choose to go, uh, you can you can opt in or opt out of locals with Dish because you can do an OTA and plug it into the back of a, a thing. But if you if you do that basic one room system, it's two dollars and nineteen cents is the cost a day. Hmm. So it's two bucks a day. So uh, you know I went to a buddy's house over the weekend and he brand new house and he's like, well we didn't do do the uh, any TV services and they're like, well we put the jazz game on. He's like, what? Well, I don't get it. And I'm like. Looked at him like, wait a second, you can't watch the jazz games? And it's we, we get those calls all the time where people call us up and like, okay, I give up. I tried it. I went this direction. I just want to get – I need to get my games. And uh, Dish has got the best solution. The price is guaranteed not to change for two years. So you can literally get in. You know it's going to be 2 bucks a day. It'll stay that way. You don't have to worry about it. 801-424-DISH. It's 424-DISH. Call now. Sign up today. Get $100 cash back. And you'll be entered into that $1,000 grand prize drawing. Thanks for having us, Ryan. Thank you. We'll talk to Ryan a little bit more here at the Dish Pros, 8034 South State. Coming up next, a little what's going on. Checking with DJ and PK as well as Hanson Scotty, Austin Horton, Gordon Monson. This is The Big Show.